You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey everyone, and welcome to another awesome edition of Ask Drone You. I've got a very special guest with me today, someone who is revolutionizing the education industry as we know it. And I'm not talking about educating adult drone pilots, I'm talking about educating the kids, the kids that are still in K through 12, the kids that are still trying to decide exactly what they love to do in life. And one particular company, Drone Soccer, is having an incredibly wide and rapid adoption of their drone program, which has asked or has caused many of you to ask questions about what is drone soccer. So with me today is our dear friend, the founder, right? The founder, uh, One of them, yeah. One, yeah. Of, one of several, yes. <laughs> Kyle, welcome to the show. Kyle, it's uh, it's really awesome to have you here. Tell us all about Drone Soccer because this is a program that is gaining so much adoption. I mean, you are signing on schools at a rapid pace and a lot of people want to know exactly what is Drone Soccer. Yeah, Drone Soccer is an exciting new educational e-sport that gamifies aviation education and training. Uh, my team comes from uh, a background in drone sports. Our president, David, and our other co-founder, Bill, uh, got together a few years ago when we found out about this exciting international sport that was invented in South Korea and put our heads together on how do we bring this to the U.S. And it had to be for education. The ability to teach students to play a game that also teaches them aviation and STEM and technical skills that could lead them right into a high-paying drone or aviation career uh, is pretty powerful. So so you're teaching kids not just to build these drones. I mean, you mentioned that it's a gamified system. And you yourself, you are an aviator, right? I mean, you come from uh, the military, the, the Air Force. Is that right? That's right. I'm major retired, Kyle Sanders. Uh, my background was in education. I have a master's in education and was an instructor pilot at the Air Force Academy. And what I see is that drones are a fast maturing industry, but there is still a long way to go to bring it up to some of the education and training standards used in the rest of the industry. And so that's our approach with middle and high school students to teach them the crew resource management, the checklist usage, that aviation mentality at a young age so that by the time they're 16, they're ready to get their license and get that work-based learning out in the industry. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's actually an incredible program, uh, probably one of the most comprehensive programs that we've seen, because we've seen other programs that teach kids how to fly, you know, DJI drones and code them, and they can do pretty little flips and all that. And that's neat, but it doesn't really go anywhere. You know, with drone soccer, this is more of a gamified system. So they're learning to build these drones, but then they're actually competing against other teams, right? I mean, what does a drone soccer game really look like? Like, and how impactful do you really think that gamification element is? Well, we're committed to open source. And our first challenge was the technology, right? So all of our students have to first build it, program it, learn to fly. Uh, and this is a racing style drone where there's a lot of learning that has to happen to make it stable and actually play the game. And then it's a team sport. So they're not doing this by themselves at home. 
They have a coach. We have a program. So these students are being brought in as a team, learning to work together and fly together, and then learning the tactics and strategies to go head to head. So this is a full contact sport where they're ramming and blocking the other team, flying inside of a netted enclosure for safety, but also it's, it's chaos in there. Uh, but there's a lot of excitement. And then because they're going full contact, they're breaking these drones and have to troubleshoot and repair kind of like a Formula One team in real time. So there's a lot of learning that happens even once they've learned to play the game. Yeah, 100%. Now, the way that I try to explain the game to everyone, and I'm not sure how accurate this is, is I like to explain it like a game of Quidditch because people can like instantly visualize that, right? And it's like, no, no, no. They really do have to put a little ball through a bigger hoop. Yeah. You know, it just happens to be a, a flying ball that they can actually control. It does look visually a lot like Quidditch because that's the only flying sport to compare it to. It could have been drone hockey. It could have been drone handball. There's different you know, analogies that make a little bit more sense uh, because of that full contact aspect. But um, we didn't invent the name or the sport. Uh, we we're just trying to modernize it for uh, workforce development and bringing these students into career pipelines. Uh, they want to play the game. They don't realize how much they're learning as they're playing the game. Yeah, because they're learning to build the drone, but they're also learning that FPV kind of style of controlling and programming a drone, but then they're flying it line of sight, which I think is really powerful because most drone pilots typically learn one method or the other. The FPV method or like the consumer drones, like the Phantom over your head is like line of sight, right? And so here they're learning the elements of both, which I think is kind of like learning how to play, you know, baseball across ambidextrously. You yeah. know, like it kind of right. gives you a leg up, you know? It's good because it forces them to be able to think three-dimensionally, which is important in commercial applications where, you know, you're looking at your angles and, and how you want to capture what you're trying to capture. But um, this is a good stepping stone in FPV because these are dumb drones. They're flown purely manually. So they have to learn the motor skills and the stick skills to be able to operate this. So we think that, yeah, line of sight is a great stepping stone into drone racing and cinematic drones and some of those other FPV applications. A hundred percent. Now, with having this kind of gamified aspect to this program, would you say that because these kids are flying these against other teams, because these kids are constantly really having to break them, fix them, break them, fix them, is this how you guys keep the kids engaged and like kind of constantly challenged? Because as we all know, drones are one of those things that, you know, you can just keep going further and further down the rabbit hole. Yeah, I think that a lot of times, especially in education, drones are kind of a one-trick pony. You do a few lessons with them and that's it. And what we can do with the sport, and and I again, I played ice hockey growing up, um, when you're playing a team sport that's head-to-head, -head, it never gets old, Yeah, right? They're playing Rocket League with drones and having a good time, and they're constantly learning and evolving how to defeat other pilots. So we can keep them engaged longer. I think the challenge with drones, when we're talking about youth, it's not keeping the students engaged. It's how do we engage the parents and teachers and keep them supporting those students by, by doing a traditional sport structure with coaches and leagues. They're doing after-school practices. It helps the parents and the administrators understand the value that drones can provide. And then when you say, hey, it's a sport that you could get a job $50 an hour, you know, getting a drone license at the end of this, that really opens doors more than I think, you know, it's not the kids necessarily, but it, once you get the parents and administrators involved, now we can keep them in this pipeline. 
Well, yeah, because you know it makes a lot of sense. And there's a lot of different drone skills and drone jobs that they can go after, which is what's really cool about this is kind of completing the pathway. Unlike some of the other kind of STEM systems where it's like, hey, teach your drone how to do a flip, you know? Okay, so let's get back into this. Let me ask you some kind of basic questions. I know you get these questions all the time. But number one, is this program regulated by the FAA? So we actually helped produce the first drone race at the World Games this year. We worked with the FAA and FBI, and we did get an official word from them that because this is an indoor drone program inside, inside of a net, it is not subject to FAA restrictions. You need no training or experience to be able to do this. You don't need RFID or anything like that. Was it remote ID? Yeah, remote ID. You don't the, need remote the ID. digital license plate that's not a digital license right. plate. Yeah, we're, yeah, so yeah. we're exempt from all of that because, and uh, again, there's no cameras, there's no sensors, no GPS. These are purely hand-flown. Uh, so it answers a lot of those safety, security questions as far as how do you get drones into a classroom in a safe way? Well, that's actually a really important point because one of the things that the FAA never dealt with with remote ID is broadcasting children's information. It's still being broadcast, which is illegal. So that said, I think you made a really important point that being flown inside, you don't have to adhere to any of those regulations. So when we talk about, you know, this program, what ages are we really talking about? You've mentioned middle school, you've mentioned high school. Are there different levels of this drone soccer program? And, and what ages would you say are best for it? Yeah, we've tested this in summer camps and classroom settings. And uh, it really is appropriate for ages 12 and up, which is roughly sixth grade through 12th grade. Um, the sweet spot is those 14-year-olds as they're entering high school trying to decide what do they want to do. If you can get them excited with this sport, they have their friends, and they look at high school, they're going to sign up for those advanced uh, engineering and aviation courses that would otherwise be too intimidating. So we think that that sweet spot, you know, is those eighth grade freshman students. Uh, but sixth graders uh, can be successful. They need, may need a little bit extra help uh, at those younger ages. Uh, but there's ways that we can help uh, alleviate the frustration points. So if a school is interested or if a drone pilot who has a kid in a school is interested, how do you become a part of this drone soccer program? We get that all the time. Uh, we are looking for motivated drone professionals, leaders uh, from education who are willing to bring this into their community. Uh, if we can find a place to play, some drone experts who are willing to coach and mentor, especially those teachers who don't know anything about drones but really want to. And then lastly, to fundraise from the community to support the equipment and the arena itself so that we're not passing costs on to families. Uh, accessibility is core to our mission. We want to make sure that this is affordable, get it into communities that may not have access to drone education, and especially to build co-ed programs to get uh, girls and young women into aviation at an earlier age. So working with the community, uh, nonprofits, some philanthropic groups, um, if you're at a high school and you have robotics and career and technical education, a bulk of our programs are funded through state and federal career and technical education funds. You have to have special certifications to have those programs, but if you do, that's the easiest and quickest path. So let me ask you kind of the, the elephant in the room question, because as we just saw uh, what happened in Florida last week with the inability for a wider net of people not being able to buy, quote unquote, Chinese drones, is this a potential problem that could impact drone soccer? I mean, I know your new drones are 
made in France. So I don't think that that should be an issue, right? <laughs> not, not accurate. But <laughs> no, okay. not accurate. Okay. All right. Sorry, France. Not for That's you. That's all right. Um, yeah. So the um, National Defense Authorization Act really affected the DOD, but the DOD spends $550 million a year on STEM education. And so when we're talking ROTC at universities, JROTC in high schools, it is a challenge. Um, we've been able to work with some units that maybe they fund the arena and the support equipment and the school pays for the drones themselves. That's one way to kind of slice this. Um, in Florida, for example, we had to divert some, some grants that were awarded to nonprofits to run that program instead of the schools themselves. So we're navigating it. Uh, we do have some European partners that we are trying to create blue UAS uh, systems that will work, uh, you know, for this kind of recreational RC. They're still a little bit off, um, but hopefully by the fall, we'll have some answers that the, the DOD and other state agencies can directly support. Well, like one question I have, and we kind of talked about this in pre-show, is if these drones are not technically regulated by the FAA, since they're flown indoors, do they even really need to comply with the NDAA or the blue SUAS list if they're not even technically aircraft as defined by the FAA? Yeah, we have uh, partners that are pushing for this exemption for education in Florida because there are no sensors, there's no data being collected. So there should be a clear exemption there's for- There's no camera on here. There's no camera. Yeah. There's nothing on it. It's it's a, a radio that goes to your, that's it. So with these dumb drones, there's a very clear argument to make. We've successfully made them on Air Force bases and other places to have them inspected to show that there's no data being collected. It's a lengthy waiver process, but there are ways around it if you're dealing with people who understand the technology. Uh, sometimes if you're dealing with lawyers, they hear the <laughs> word drone and they say no. Uh, so it's important to have informed conversations about the limits of technology. When we're talking exports and imports, this is a flying toy. It's how it's categorized. That's what it falls under because there are no sensors or payloads on it to, that rises to the level of a UAS. Well, I think we could have an entire show on dumb drones and dumb parts because that <laughs> would solve so many problems for this industry. Right. It's not even funny. Okay, so let me ask you this. Last part, call to action. If a school is interested in becoming a part of drone soccer, maybe they want to start their own league. I mean, you've got entire states that are putting all their schools on this program right now. And so my question to you is, lastly, if a school is interested in getting their kids involved with drone soccer, which why wouldn't you be in all honesty? Um, just the length of the curriculum, what they learn, the constant engagement, the gamification. You have what no other STEM program has, in my humble opinion. Uh, I could be wrong. There's lots of, lots out there on the internet that I haven't researched. But that said, if a school's interested, how can they get in touch with you? How can they get a program started? For anybody who wants, maybe you're a parent, maybe you're a teacher or, uh, you know, some other kind of stakeholder, you want to bring this in, I highly recommend going straight to the district, either the pre-collegiate office, the career and technical education. There's many different, depending on the state. But those district administrators understand how programs like this are funded. They understand what funds are and grants are out there. Uh, so that would be where to start. Um, if you're a nonprofit and you want to run summer camps, uh, again, there's grants and resources that we can help you with. So the first step, come to dronesoccer.us, send us your information. We will provide to you some resources and help, maybe connect you with a local group that already has it. Um, but if not, we will work with you and support you in meetings to try to raise that first fifteen dollars to $20,000 for the arena, a couple teams worth of drones, and the training for your staff to implement the program. A lot of times seeing is believing. If you can have a demo or a showcase, 
to show how hard these students work, uh, that really changes minds. And we found tons and tons of support from the NYPD to space camp to universities who are using this for uh, STEM outreach and engagement. So we've been surprised at the the kinds of organizations that come out and say, we want to support it, you know, regional airlines or or the the Rotary Club. So <laughs> you never know. Uh, just go try to bring it in and, and we'll help you get started. That's awesome, Kyle. Well, hey, Mr. Sanders, Kyle, Kyle Sanders, thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I think what you're doing for kids is uh, actually really cool. I think this is the type of stuff that we need in our education system to give kids the things that they want, but the things that challenge them, that make them believe that they're capable of doing more. I mean, I can't imagine the impact that something like this would have had on me in school, be, believe it or not, growing up, I didn't think I was that smart. I didn't think I was capable of doing these things. And I think if we can change the minds of kids to believe that they are truly capable of much more and they ha they get to have fun doing it, man, that is a win, 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 win on my, in my book. So I was super fortunate in my career. I know that I, I was inspired at 12 because my parents happened to be stationed near space camp in Alabama. And so I went up the road and, and went to space camp for a week. And that changed my life. I went on to get a rocket science degree and, and become an Air Force pilot. Not everybody is lucky enough to live next to space camp. And we're trying to bring that experience to the rest of the country, especially communities and rural areas, inner city that don't have, you know, it's, it's a lot of the great schools that have robotics. All the other schools, they need something that teachers can be successful with. And so that's what we're trying to do. Bring that experience to, to the rest of the country. And the future is definitely robotics. That is for sure. Kyle, thank you again for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, that. thanks for having me. Love what you're doing with kids. Everyone, if you want to learn more, you've got to check out Drone Soccer. They've got a website with all their information. If you're a school, you can reach out uh, to Kyle directly. You mind if I give your email out on the show? Is that okay? Go for it. Is it it's Kyle at usdronesoccer.com, right? That's not my email okay. address, but you can email, email it. <laughs> yeah, you can uh, uh, message us, you know, inquiries at dronesports.us. Uh, go to the website, dronesoccer.us. Um, or you could also email me. I'm kyle at dronesports.us if you want to get my information. That's where I messed up. My bad, Kyle. I'm not setting you up for success here. <laughs> that's Sorry, all right. Dude. Well, that's going to do it for us today, everyone. Thanks again for joining us. If you have questions regarding drone soccer, you can go ahead and leave them in the comments below. And again, thank you for joining us. As always, feel free to leave us a review on whatever platform you download the show. Thanks, as always, for listening to Ask Drone You. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone You.